Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We are getting deep in the spring. <laughs> Easter's around the corner. Uh, April showers bring May flowers. And what does that mean in rock splitting politics? Well, the, there's some big rocks hit out in the international waters in, in, in Europe last week when uh, President Biden went there to sort of clear up the mess that Vice President Kamala Harris left the whole world in a funk thinking is this is this american leadership so they bring in joe biden the president of the united states the leader of the free world and did that give people confidence well there's a resounding no from around the world in many places we're going to talk about that and we we have to ask the question that's why we titled this week's show does biden's anger put american lives in danger I mean, can you have somebody that gets off script in, 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 in a world of nuclear weapons? And we got somebody that we've already been saying, well, he's different. Talking about Vladimir Putin, he's, President Trump said he's not doesn't seem to be the man that he dealt with. And we've heard others say that about Vladimir Putin. How dangerous is this dictator that has all these nuclear weapons? And then we got our president who goes over to Europe where the uh, Russia and Ukraine in a war, but we want peace. And then our president says what he did. Well, we're going to bring that up before we do, before we get into that uh, Biden's anger that's coming around and as he is aging, uh, before we get into that, there's something on the election scene. And we, we do have to start talking about elections. We, we still got a lot of primaries to go through in the Republican side and conservative side. But there's one primary that uh, looks like there's a Republican that's running going to pretty much get that. And she came forward and said, now, w- listen, when I say this, don't just say, oh, no, she's beat now. But uh, there is a Republican candidate. It's running for the Senate, a state, not a state. I'm talking about the United States Senate seat. And she came out in in uh, favor of uh, our Supreme Court nominee, Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson. And normally I'd say, well, I heard that a Republican. She's not going to win a Republican primary if she's coming strongly for uh, the judge that's been nominated by Joe Biden, but listen, you know, and Doc Holliday, I'm I'm conservative. I'm I'm more Trump than Trump in a lot of cases. You know that, but I have to say that I will probably get behind this candidate. Now, why would Doc Holliday say that? And who is she? Well, that's why I said this is a little unusual. But the candidate is a. Uh, 
Christina Nolan, and she is running as a Republican in the state of, drum roll please, Vermont. That is also the state of the socialist Bernie Sanders. So what's happening there? We're in Vermont. There's going to open Senate seat because a longtime senator has been there oh, over 30 years. Maybe it's close to 40 years or over 40 years. Probably uh, Senator Leahy, that uh, a strong liberal uh, Democrat. And, and he and uh, Bernie Sanders have been the senator of Vermont for many years. So how in the world could Republicans ever get the Senate seat in the state of Vermont? Well, look at look around. What's Joe Biden's poll numbers? And guess what? In Vermont, there is a sitting Republican as governor. So is it impossible for a Republican to win in the state of Vermont? No, it's not. It's not impossible. But you're not going to get a, a Gingrich or Donald Trump to win up there. But what if somebody says, um, I... I like the Republican conservative fiscal issues. I'm a Republican. I'm conservative, but I'm willing to look at things like uh, the nomination of uh, Judge Jackson. And and you have to say, do we need someone who they'll call a Republican in name only from the state of Vermont? I say yes. I say let's take a moderate Republican over a uh, liberal Democrat, or worse, a socialist like Bernie Sanders. We're talking about the state that continues to send Bernie Sanders. If there's a chance for a Republican to win, and she may have to take some moderate stances to win, but if she will help vote to get whoever runs as a majority leader, if it's Mitch McConnell running again or somebody running against him, but if she'll vote... (laughs) as a Republican and help get the power back, all these things, we are, we are depending right now on Joe Manchin of West Virginia to keep the socialism from just drowning this country. You know, they got over $5 trillion more trillion they want to spend, more than that. And then we're in a 50-50 Senate. 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats, and it gives it to the Democrats because Vice President Kamala Harris breaks a tie. So, yes, I will take a moderate Republican from the state of Vermont. Now, we don't need a lot of moderate Republicans all over the country, but if we could get a Senate seat out of the state of Vermont, conservatives could use a moderate Republican from the state of Vermont. Yes, sir. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I hope uh, Miss Nolan wins. I hope uh, I don't know if she got primary opposition. If she does, it's supposed to be minimal there. And so, yes, uh, we'll watch this race and see what all she has to say. But yes, uh, compared to uh, and she is going to be running against the uh, it's a gentleman in his seventies. He's already sort of uh, up there with Nancy Pelosi and the other Democrats. So maybe the Vermonters will want a uh, fresh, new, uh, enthusiastic youth. <laughs> and I think Miss uh, uh, Nolan is in her 40s. So this is something that, and she's won elections. She's been a prosecutor, I believe. So she's got a name recognition. So 
Yes, let's watch this Senate seat in the state of Vermont. Is it impossible to win? No, because look at the poll. People will see inflation, gas prices, and all this stuff is coming from the far left push. And people, you know, who are smart can, you know, even though the Biden administration is saying, oh, it's all Putin's fault, people know things were going up before this war started out between Russia and Ukraine. It, when you understand that you're being lied to, it makes it even worse when they continue the lies. So let's watch this Senate race in the state of Vermont. Now, let's get to uh, Biden's anger. Does that put American lives in danger? Oh, my. Oh, my. Let, well, let's play this uh, uh, clip from The Five off Fox News. Let's play it about a minute here. Take a listen. The president just did it again. Biden contradicting himself and his own White House today after spending the weekend trying to walk back these comments on Putin's removal. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light of decency and dignity of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Wow. All right. But just hours ago, Biden claiming none of what you just heard him say is actually true. And I'm not walking anything back. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man. Personal feelings, sir. Personal, personal feelings. My, my personal feelings. And the idea that he is going to do something outrageous because I called him for what he was and what he's doing, I think is, is just not rational. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. OK, so, Judge, he's it's our fault for like, we, we 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 didn't hear any of that other stuff. We just heard him say he cannot remain in power. So that's on us. Of yeah. course, he didn't mean it. Of course, he didn't mean it because he knows that he's going to he's going to dither and blather us into World War Three. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, everything he says is being listened to by Putin and Putin is he's in a corner right now when there's a stalemate in a war. You're in a corner. The question is, what is Putin going to do next? And the truth is, this guy is too dangerous to be the president of the United States. And what I want to know is, why does he say to troops just a few days ago, you'll see when you go in what the what the Ukrainian soldiers are like, everything he says someone comes back and they clean it up yes there's been a huge cleanup crew in the white house cleaning up the messes that joe biden is putting out there and you know sometimes we we laughed when he's running for president and always gaffes we knew as president president he would make gaffes but now when you're talking about already there's tensions rising we have a war that's between the Ukraine and Russia. Russia attacked the Ukraine. It's next to NATO territories. And by law, if anything goes, when I say by law, I mean by treaty. If any kind of Russian attack goes on what they said, one inch of soil of NATO, then we have to attack. We have to fight back. We have to protect. And with all of this tense intensity, then we have Joe Biden saying what he did as president of the United States. Yes, Putin is bad. Yes, he's a rascal. But what about <laughs> diplomatic uh, talking? What about 
having talks. What about being a leader of the free world and not be like a punk you want to knock out in the backyard? We're talking about both countries having nuclear weapons and how things can get out of control. And you see a president who cannot hold his ha anger. And, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a trend. And it's a trend that uh, was talked about by none other than Tucker Carlson. Uh, let me play this clip, a little bit clip from Tucker's show about Joe Biden's anger. And where did it come from? Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Joe Biden announced he was running for president again in April of 2019. It was Biden's third or fourth attempt at the office, depending how you count. So at that moment, most Americans thought they knew who Joe Biden was. After 50 years in office, they were familiar with his face. But it turns out they weren't familiar with his new face. Two months later, Biden appeared on stage in Miami for the first Democratic primary debate and he was hard to recognize, even for people who had known him. Extensive plastic surgery made him look like a different person. But most jarring was the fact that he did not sound like the old Joe Biden. You probably remembered Biden as blustery and jovial, Irish charm by the bucket load. He was famous for that. And yet on stage, Biden came off as remote and muted. He seemed to be at times afraid to speak for fear of tripping over words or forgetting them. Several times, the camera caught him just staring out into the middle's distance. He was apparently absorbed in memory. When Biden did manage to focus his attention, he seemed highly annoyed. Whatever the cause, Democratic primary voters were not impressed by his performance. Joe Biden's numbers dropped 10 points overnight. Now, the Biden campaign has never explained what exactly happened to Joe Biden that night in Miami, but whatever it was, it never got fixed. It continues. From that day until now, probably the most authentic feature of Joe Biden's public performances has been his anger. It seems to come over him in waves. Watch. Focus on this man, what he's doing, that no president has ever done. No president. No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Or are you a junkie? You I'm not out of time. You spoke over time and I'm going to talk. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. At what's happening here. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? Well, don't Who you said that? that? You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Yes. Get your words straight, Jack. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. So you know exactly what that is. You've seen it in people around you, people you love. It has nothing to do with politics. What you just saw is a man who is losing the ability to regulate his emotions. Uncontrollable flashes of anger are common among people who are aging, particularly among men, and they often accompany senility. Losing it is a very frustrating experience, and your heart goes out to anyone who is. We have deep sympathy for anyone in that position, including Joe Biden. But Biden is the president of the United States, and this is the single most volatile moment in the recent history of our country. Biden is leading the U.S. toward war. And so it's fair to assess the effect on the rest of us of his mental and emotional conditions. Not simply about age. Biden is 79. Biden is clearly unable to speak with precision. And when you're president of the United States and the world hangs on your every word, when your words constitute American policy, when you can change American policy, particularly America's foreign policy, simply by saying so, it is essential 
that you speak the words you intend to speak, that you not get carried away because you're mad and say something you don't mean that might threaten the long-term interests of this country, threaten the families and the children of the rest of us and our future. Yes, Tucker, why would we have someone president of the United States that threatens the lives of, our, of us, our children, of Americans everywhere, when he could start a nuclear war? And then he's like, oh man, nobody thinks that I would, you know, you can't believe I really meant to take out uh, our regime change and take out Putin. What's he talking about? He doesn't know what he's talking about, I'm afraid. And we're putting him in front of a microphone on an international stage. The French president, Macron, said, hey, I mean, you could see him. What are we doing? And with what example is that? Our NATO allies need leadership from America. They've always looked at leadership from America. We've put out more money than all of NATO, and we, and we have for decades, and we should be leading we have the most extensive uh, power and, and military. And so, yes, we should lead. And this president, President Biden, Biden is, is not showing leadership. It's scary. And he's scared a lot of people because you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. And you don't know what the White House cleanup crew's got to come in and do and try to stretch the... the stretch the truth in such a way that the American people know they're being fooled and know they're being lied to. And I hope they'll show in these uh, elections. That's one way you can give your dissatisfaction over Joe Biden is make sure you don't vote for a single Democrat that's running anywhere. Just don't vote for Democrats if they can't get him, they can't get him fixed. He's not going to get him better. I mean, like, I think Tucker did a good job of of saying, you know, our heart goes out to people. We know I have friends. I've seen it go through my mom and dad, my in-laws, before they passed away. It is sad to see some uh, dementia and slipping of what you used to be and what they can say and do and command of their physical abilities. And But don't make somebody president of the United States. Where's his family? Where's his family? Come on, man. Come on, man. He's our president. <laughs> the thing that will save us, maybe, maybe some of these far-out liberals is thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't have voted for Biden. Maybe they'll say, let's, let's go back and look at that election and maybe let them look at those ballots and see if they are real or not in some of these places. Wow. Wouldn't that be something? It could save America. <laughs> Okay, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. Glad to have each and every one of you. Listen, it isn't a midterm election year. It's very important. And when you hear what Joe Biden has been saying, what we've been talking about, it makes it double and triple important that we make sure that there are some check and balances in this administration by making sure Republicans are elected and, and I'll take independence, but don't go vote for the party that's put Joe Biden in power. They, they're the ones that nominated him. They're the ones that did the backdoor deal to get him over Bernie Sanders because they knew Bernie Sanders could never be elected by the American people. And this is what the Democratic Party has given us. And they've given us someone who, who, who's scary when he goes to the podium now. I hope they'll keep him in the White House or in Delaware. 
And the vice president doesn't need to come out either. She doesn't do anything to help. And Nancy Pelosi doesn't. Maybe Chuck Schumer, he's the only one. I don't like his policies, but maybe he can actually speak and think what words he's using. Uh, wow. I mean, where is leadership when you need it in this country at this time? And like Tucker said, it's for our next generation, our children. What? What's America going to be if we're not the world's reserve currency? And we got these fools in this administration that's going to risk the entire financial future of our children if we're not the world's reserve currency. And they'll say, oh, it's going to happen anyway. I'm telling you, that is the scariest thing. Go back and listen to our shows on that the last three or four weeks. It is the scariest thing right now for America's future if we do not stay the world's reserve currency and we know that russia says now you got to buy our oil in rubles and everybody goes, oh well that's not a big deal well what do you do how, how do you get rubles well the countries that need the oil have american dollars so they pay for those rubles. they play pay in the rubles with american dollars that's in there uh, you can't use russia russia's is locked up but the other countries will use their American dollars to buy rubles and they'll prop up the Russian economy. Yes, there's ways to get around uh, the uh, sanctions. And that's what's happening. And it will happen. It'll continue to happen. And then when they use the ruble and they go, we can keep doing this. And then the Chinese say, Saudi Arabia, we want to use our one instead of the American dollar, then all of a sudden the world's reserve currency is no longer the American dollar, and it will hurt America worse than any inflation this year, but, and it will hurt our children, and it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really be something that nobody's prepared for. I hope it doesn't happen. It should not happen if we had any kind of financial leadership. And that leads me right here to point. <laughs> I say, uh, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm sorry I got on a roll there. I told you that. And I, I just want to say that we do have a book out called Bedrock Truths. You can get that book. You can go to www.docholiday.org. That's Holiday with two L's in it. Order that book. We'd love to get that out for you. And listen, this midterm election year, very important. Get started now looking at the primary. Who do you need if there's a primary in a Republican? Or if you're a Democrat, if you had a moderate to choose from, you would be so lucky. They, they're just about all gone. Uh, they have become socialist. And the ones who ha are not socialists should not be put in power because we got to send a message. If you don't want socialism in America, you can't vote for any Democrat because they are what's pushing this country to the left. If they would kick the socialists out, then okay, we can vote for Democrats again. But until the Democrats kick the socialists out of their party, we have there's no need to ever look at the Democratic Party. They got to wake up. The only way they'll wake up and kick the socialists out if people stop voting for them. I mean, that's everywhere. That's my two cents worth. Okay. Hey, listen. Um, I got another clip or two we need to play about uh, what what this means with uh, uh, Martha McCollum on Fox News had a segment of a former KGB agent that lives in America and he knows what this is doing. What Joe Biden's a statement that he blows off not a big deal. It is a big deal. Take a listen, and this is why it's a big deal. So yes. how do you think Vladimir Putin perceives this whole thing about 
Biden's comment, he can't remain in power, and then expressing his moral outrage about what's going on. You can walk that statement back a hundred times. It was out. Every time our president uh, makes a personal attack on Vladimir Putin, I cringe because Putin is paranoid. Uh, he, I, he here's one example of his paranoia and to, uh, what may have started uh, contributed to it. Uh, 2011, Gaddafi was killed. Uh, Putin was outraged over that. Mm. And uh, um, then Saddam Hussein didn't end very well. So in his mind now, it, it makes no sense to negotiate whatsoever because in, uh, come peace, then and he will he will be hunted down. This is a this is part also part of the national paranoia, and some of that is justified because Russia has always been under attack since in uh, in eight eight hundred twenty two. Uh, it was always invaded from all sides. So there is part of that is real, but you know he has uh, maneuvered himself in such a corner that he, he knows he's a pariah. So why? negotiate and when 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 somebody like that is in a corner then watch out he might actually uh take uh, 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 uh go go to weapons that nobody wants to yeah. which he in uh, fact has said uh you, you know yeah. just he said don't interfere or you'll see a response the likes of which the world yeah. has never seen so obviously that's a a real concern for anybody who wants us to maneuver somehow towards a more peaceful situation in this with regard to what is what they're doing now and they you know this discussion about the donbass region and crimea you know the fact that their military is under such intense pressure and clearly unanticipated and he feels trapped and things aren't going well what do you see him doing in terms of you know how he gets out of this or how he finds a solution that he can consider a victory in some way this is getting harder and harder to predict because you know on the one hand if, if he would have to be able to declare victory uh to be credible with uh, the the hawks at home and uh, that would mean that uh, uh, president Zelensky will give up some things that he has clearly said he won't give up so now we are in a stalemate. And so the only thing that uh, Putin has uh, right now is just keep on going. Yeah. And uh, it's going to wind up in a quagmire. So he may win the battle, but he will lose in the long term. He, he will know, lose that he, he, I mean, he called, talk about regime change. He called for regime change from Zelensky. He's you know basically made him target number one on a hit list. Yes. He's still around 32, <laughs> three days later. I've only got about 30 seconds, Jack. But what do you think about that before I let you go? Think about what the uh, that he wants to go up to Zelensky is still around. But, I mean, that's got to get yeah, under Putin's skin. Oh, it has to because he was looking down and he, uh, on that actor. You know, look at me. I'm Vladimir Putin. I'm macho, macho. And and this little guy, what what what, what can he uh, put up against me? Well, he's put up a lot of things. Uh, and, uh, you know, side by side is one of the reasons that Putin wouldn't want to be seen with uh, uh, Zelensky together. Zelensky looks younger and uh, more you know, yeah. more energy. Well, he said he looked younger there and more, had more energy, uh, Zelensky would, compared to Putin. And Putin is very, uh, would you say, vain? And he's very, uh, you know, he, he gets sort of turned off by people being around him, seems like. You saw him at these tables, you know, when he has a meeting. He's in one end and there's about a 20-foot table <laughs> and somebody on the other end. No closeness at all. Maybe scared of COVID. Uh, but you got somebody like that that's, 
getting bogged down in Ukraine and 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 you don't know what's going through his head. Maybe he ha- maybe he's having some dementia problems. We don't know. Maybe he got some health problems. But he's he is a dictator sitting on top of all these nuclear weapons more than what we have. Russia has more than we do now. We got rid of so many hours under Obama Biden administration. And uh, thank goodness Trump uh, modernized ours, our nuclear weapons, in a way that uh, hopefully they they work. You want to be a deterrent. You don't want ever to use them. But Russia has a lot of older ones, and you don't. They don't have the economy to uh, keep them up as well. And you hope there's not nuclear problems. But you do want a president who doesn't. Uh, Look at somebody and say, we want regime change and say, no, we didn't really mean it. Just like that former KGB agent said, Moscow, Moscow heard President Biden loud and clear. And that's going to make Putin more paranoid. I don't care how many times you walk it back. Like you said, the cat's out of the bag. This is it must be what the Americans are thinking. That's what the American president said on the world stage. So, wow, we got a mess. We got a president that uh, the people know should not be in the White House. Most Americans know, and that's why his uh, ratings are are dropping. And I hope they keep dropping. And what would they do? I mean, the best thing I would say do is go back to 2020 election and let 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 people at least look at the ballots. You know, none none of the ballots were looked at except for in the state of Arizona. Uh, but that's most people. I know the mainstream media wouldn't like that idea. So what what happens? Well, let's pray for a president. If you're a Christian or if from come from a praying background, it says in the scripture to pray for your leaders. So yes, say pray for our president and the vice president and leaders in our Congress, and and let's see what uh, what happens here in the next few weeks. God bless America. God bless this world, and let's pray for peace. And I'll talk to you next week. I call today's rock split in politics right here. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.